2,000 years ago, God came in the flesh. So God came in the flesh as a baby, messing everybody's theology up. <laughs> and if you think about it, we are all here today gathered to enter into his presence. And it's only because he came that we're allowed to do that. For thousands of years, they weren't allowed to, but now they are. And we are. And we're here today doing that. Sinners up here on stage, sinners out here, we're all here gathered together Hallelujah. for one reason, and that's to rejoice and glorify the King who saved us.
was like a little cap it was like a little apron um she was sleeping on the floor wasn't she mary was exercising mary was sleeping on the floor of her house minding her own business when, when the angel appeared the angel who came to mary was gabriel um i can put it straight for you he's a guy with wings he said do not be afraid mary you have found favor with god you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Yeah, she was happy a, a little. Mary probably felt like a little, a little shocked and a little bit, and like a little ter scared. I think she was like so startled that she didn't react and just stood there because she might have thought that the angel was coming to um, tell her that her time was done. Joseph? Ah. Uh, Three in number. Yeah, that's Jesus' dad. He builds stuff. Um, I think he was making like a little table or a bench. He used a hammer, a drill, a saw, pickaxe. Joseph found out in a dream when the, when the angel called him and said, um, <laughs> Mary was having a baby, Mary was going to be pregnant, having a baby and would be named Jesus. The baby was going to be, um, um, born in her stomach and, um, he finally believed. 
Mommy said, We're going to have a baby. Don't be afraid. The baby was from God. Um, Joseph probably thought, like, I already know this, but I'm still really shocked about it. So I'm just going to act like it's the first time that I know, that I knew about this. And Joseph probably said, but we aren't even married yet. What are we going to do? Caesar Augustus told them to go a very long trip. They had to go be counted. They had to go to Bethlehem. I think it was really far. Like 100 or something. Mmm, 50 miles. Super duper fly on the other side of the world. They got there by um, traveling. Um, they ride a donkey. They went to an inn. The person who they wanted to house said no. No room here. Joseph said, we need a place to stay because we are having a baby. He will be the new Lord and he is is going to come very soon and we would just like a place to stay. Nikki said, I'm sorry, we are... We are, this inn is full and we cannot, we cannot, we can't take any more people. Um, we must find somewhere else. Don't come in. There was no room left. So they were, so, so they lived in a shed. They had to go where all the animals were. It's like chickens and pigs and cows and sheep and goats. I think it was hard to be in there because the chickens were making so much noise. It was smelly in there. It smelled really bad. They brought some stuff from home. They used spray in a broom. Some flowers and stuff. Because at the time, the air freshener wasn't invented. And then it was time for Mary to have her baby. So Jesus is born, and he gets laid down in a manger when he gets covered with bits of cloth and linen for a little, like, baby bundle. God wanted Mary to have a baby. The shepherds were washing their sheep. They had a, they had a campfire outside. They, they were watching their sheep if coyotes or wolves or fox came. Stars were in the sky and angels came. They went, ah, uh, please don't take us up. We need to, tend, need to tend to our sheep. The angels tell the shepherds, don't be afraid. We are not here to take you up in the heaven. We are, we are just messengers to tell you that Jesus, the new Lord, has been born. He is in Bethlehem. We would like you to see him. Let's go see. King, Her- King Harold wanted to um, stay in rain, so he ordered the three wise men Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I, I too may go worship him. They were looking up at the stars, and they saw a star that they'd never seen before. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. They followed the star to Bethlehem. The wise men get to Jesus. They brought um, gifts to Jesus. Gold, princess. And like myth. And they also brought like um, 
spices for when he becomes king. He's the baby Jesus. He saw his die. We come to worship him. Mary and Joseph probably said, "New, hello, little Jesus. You are, will be the new. You will be our new Lord. May God be praised." Thank you for saving us from our sins, baby. Where? I love you, Jesus. Jesus was born on Christmas. Jesus is the Son of God. He came to save us. Jesus was the Lord of the land who died on the cross, paying for all our sins. He saved us from our sins. He's really special. Cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> Cut. That's a wrap. Perfect. Good job. Thank you. Good morning. Now I'll read the real story <laughs> from the Bible, the English Standard Version. Um, and I'm going to mix Luke and Matthew's accounts together, blend them for a true Christmas story. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, who was sent from God, to a city of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do 
not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. For she will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Silent night, holy night, So oh. 
Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that had been seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the
um, I just want to acknowledge the, the, the folks that helped put this together this morning, this Christmas Eve service. Um, obviously, we have Joshua and Isaiah Snodgrass and Shelby Shelton up here doing music for us. Thank you so much, guys. Back in the sound booth, we have Joseph Pilgrim and Chris Willis. Thank you guys so much for all that you guys do for us all the time. All of you guys do so much for all of us all the time. Chris, you can go ahead and throw that scripture from Isaiah up there on the Sky Bible, if you would. We touched on this last week, um, but I want to read this amazingly prophetic passage from Isaiah 9 as I just talk to you a few, a few minutes here. Isaiah wrote, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Today, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we're celebrating the gift Jesus. You know, when I was a kid, I, I remember asking my parents, hey, how can, we, how can we give Christmas presents to each other at Christmas? And I think I got the standard answer, and I've actually asked around, and people have told me that they got the same answer. Well, it's because, honey, it's, it's because the wise men gave gifts to Jesus. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth. That's why we give gifts. But I got to thinking about this passage, and you can go ahead and put it up. And one thing really stands out to me when we think about this season of giving, and it, it's that second line there, unto us a son is given. Unto us a son is given. That's an amazing thing. Think about that. 2,000 years ago, the very son of God was given as a gift to you and to me amazing to think about that. So I got to thinking of, uh, about, well, I want to I consider this gift that God gave us 2,000 years ago and why we're here this morning celebrating the birth of Jesus. And because I like alliteration, I'm going to talk about the fact that the gift of Jesus was promised. And the gift of Jesus that we received was precious. And the gift of Jesus that we received was personal. He was promised. He is precious. And he is personal. So let's talk about the, the promise. And maybe some of these things that I cite this morning you've never heard before. I hope that you have. But there's amazing, an amazing level of detail about the arrival of Jesus into the world that occurred 2,000 years ago. For hundreds of years, and in some cases, Thousands of years before that event took place, there were promises being made by God to the prophets and to the spirit-inspired writers of what we call the Old Testament. And they were really detailing in so much detail in somewhere between 300 and 400 God promises that were fulfilled by the arrival of Jesus, detailing not only his birth, which we celebrate this morning, but detailing where he would be born, what kind of ministry that he would conduct while he was on this earth, and detailing in, in, in great detail, amazing detail, uh, things about 
his trial and his torture and his death and the fact that he overcame death and was resurrected. For example, if we stay in the, in the book of Isaiah, this is the prophet Isaiah writing 735 years before Jesus was born. 735 years. Think about it. That It's hard to comprehend. But Isaiah wrote, all right then, the Lord himself will choose the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And we see those very events fulfilled today as Marietta read those gospel accounts of the birth of Jesus. If you're a mathematician, and I don't, some of you in here may be mathematicians or mathematically minded, but I want to put it this way. You see, God's promise, the odds of Jesus fulfilling just eight, just eight of the promises that God made is one in 100 quadrillion. One in 100 quadrillion. It's amazing. The, the odds of Jesus fulfilling 48 of God's promises made about him are one in 10 followed by 157 zeros. I can't even comprehend it. And the odds of Jesus fulfilling more than 300 of God's promises is, is really incalculable. I mean, I've had a lot of coffee this morning, and I still can't think about it. Can't comprehend it. But here's, here's what we can say, is the gift that was promised by God is Jesus. And God delivered. Amen. Amen. Now let's, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about Jesus being the gift that was precious. For those of you who are parents, um, I should say is precious. Jesus, the gift that is precious. For those who, of you who are parents, you really uh, completely comprehend how precious a child is. Your child is to you. It's easy to understand. Um, we know that God loved Jesus. There's no doubt about it. The Bible tells us in, in Matthew 3, as Jesus is being baptized, suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my son, my beloved son, in whom I am in whom I am well pleased. And then we shift gears a little bit later to the ministry of Jesus, and Jesus is standing there on the mount, and he's having a conference with Moses and Elijah, and the glory of God is shining around them, and all of a sudden, a voice booms out of the heavens and says, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. Romans 5, the Message Bible, puts how precious this is in this manner. I really like this passage. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good 
and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. His son, his son. Everyone, the gift of Jesus was precious to God. Precious to God. The gift was precious to him. Think about it this way. Um, God is God. He created everything. He created everything. He doesn't lack for anything, but he wanted one thing. He wanted one thing. He wanted a restored relationship with you, and he wanted a restored relationship with you, and he wanted a restored relationship with me. And so that he could have that restored relationship, he gave the most precious thing that he had, his beloved son. Precious. And finally, God's gift of Jesus was personal. Now, let me give you an example of how this works. Um, you know, Marietta and I have been married for 25 years this year. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, and if I want, the better that I know Marietta, the better gift that I can give her. Does that make sense? Because I begin to understand what her wants and her needs are. I begin to understand her, her desires and her likes and her dislikes and, and the characteristics that make Marietta very special. And because I begin to understand those things, I really am so much better than to giving her gifts today than I was when we first got married. As a matter of fact, when we first got married, I gave her some pretty lame gifts. <laughs> right? I did. No, you did, Greg? Yes, I did. I admit it. So here's what the Bible says about how God knows us personally. Psalm 139 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your work, workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You, God, watched me as I was being formed in utter, utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You, God, saw me before I was born. Every day of my life is recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. The personal gift of Jesus reflects exactly this passage. It reflects the personal knowledge that God has about you as an individual. So he knows you, and he knows me. And, he know, and the person that you are today is no surprise to God. According to this passage, he knows exactly who you are today. Amazing. But his love for you is so great that he still gifted you his son. In, first Pete, uh, in his first letter, Peter wrote these words. 
For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. Mere gold or silver. Can you imagine that? But to God, it's mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, God is a giving God. He gave his son. He gave us a gift that was promised. He gave us a gift that was precious to him. He gave us a gift that was personally created for us. You can go ahead and play a little bit. I'm going to ask Joshua just to play the keyboards right now. Um, and we're going to pause the service because I want to uh, pray into this message and actually just exhort a little bit here. And, and Joseph, if you could bring the house lights up just a little bit, just for a few minutes before we do this. I think it's incumbent upon me to, as we consider this gift of Jesus and what we've just talked about, I want to make sure that everyone has had a opportunity to receive this gift. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for all of us to bow our heads and all of us to close our eyes. And if you've already received this gift, I ask that you just pray during this time. So every head is bowed and every eye is closed as we consider this marvelous gift that we celebrate this morning. And so if you've heard some things for the first time, things that you've never heard of before. You've never heard that God's gift of Jesus was promised to you. Or you've never heard that God's gift of Jesus was so precious to him, but he wanted to have that relationship with you and he was willing to give it. Or you've never heard that God's gift of Jesus was personally crafted for you exactly where you are today because he knew you. If you've never accepted the gift of Jesus before now, all I want you to do is just briefly, I just want you to shoot your hand up in the air. Just put your hand up. Put your hand up. Nobody's looking around right now. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for 
these people that are here, gathered here today as we praise your mighty name and as we give you praise for this gift, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God, that these words that have been spoken this morning are sealed in their hearts, Lord. Thank you so much, Father, for who you are. Thank you for being a good Father. Thank you for being a giving Father. And thank you for being a personal God to each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said,
raising up the broken to life. Thank you so much for everyone coming today to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Thank you for those of you who minister to us, from the speakers to the musicians to the technicians. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you guys. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Peace on earth toward men of goodwill. God bless you. Go fulfill the will of the Lord. Go get them, tigers. In Jesus' name, amen.